Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. Today's episode is all about feeling good. We want to feel good more and more of the time. But generally, we feel good only when something good happens, and we react to that by feeling good. It's because we're in no resistance to the thing that's happening. We accept it. We appreciate it. We like it. We're having fun, and it feels good. But really, what's happening is we're just not in resistance. All the other time, we're in resistance, and we so we feel fear or negative emotion. So feeling good is super important because that's the basis of alignment. And alignment is our natural state of being. So how do we get into alignment more and more of the time? Well, for starters, you could take the alignment course that we have as part of the Ascension experience. And this alignment course starts on Monday. It's um, a four-week course. We do it with a group of people all over the world. There's assignments and little tasks that you do called plots. There's reading. There's four calls we do a week. And it's quite an experience. Words don't teach, experience teaches, and this is an experience. So check that out. We're starting on Monday. Go to the teachingsofjoshua.com, click on the Ascension Experience at the top, and read all about the assignment, uh, the alignment course. Okay. Also remember to like and subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends and do all the stuff, leave reviews, leave comments, all that great stuff, share it with your friends. Thanks for being here, and let's get started. We are thrilled to be here. Did you realize that all you're ever doing is feeling something? You're either feeling good or bad. That feeling reality is always up to you. You are designed to feel good. You are always receiving well-being. Everything is always working out for you. There is no wrong anywhere in the universe. Everything is right. Everything is happening for a reason. That reason is for your journey of self-discovery. It's maybe a manifestation event that comes along to point out a limiting belief or even a resistant thought that points out a limiting belief. All these limiting beliefs are just self-imposed. You've adopted them along the way. And some of those limiting beliefs, the ones that are coming up in manifestation events today, are the ones that can be cleared so that tomorrow you'll receive inspiration and you can move forward in your journey of self-discovery. There's nothing serious going on here. It's meant to be fun. It's meant to be joyous. It's meant to create more connection in love. Anything that you fear is that which you think is wrong or bad. There is nothing to fear because there is no wrong or bad anywhere in the universe. Everything is right. And if you can come to that perception of reality where you see more things as right than wrong, well, then you're going to feel better. You're going to feel good. You're going to be receiving more inspiration. You're going to have a little bit more power. You're going to have more freedom in your life. You're going to notice more abundance. You're going to notice new people coming in. You're going to be more authentic as you endeavor to feel good. You're going to gravitate towards better foods and better behaviors that help you feel even better. It's a self-fulfilling snowball of momentum that's going to cause you to move towards better and better and better feelings. When you understand who you truly are, that's going to feel really good. When you understand that there is no wrong anywhere in the universe, that's going to feel really good. When you perceive that something bad is happening, that's going to feel bad because that's the illusion. But when you look at it from the higher perspective and understand that, no, it is actually right, it's actually supposed to happen, maybe not for you, but maybe it's happening for someone else, so that they can find their limiting belief. There's always a higher perspective to look at, and when you look at it from the higher perspective, you'll feel good. So isn't it interesting how this entire system of physical reality is set up to guide you towards feeling good. And when you're feeling bad, you know that something is off. Your perception of your reality is off. So if you're feeling bad, you're focused on something in a way that is not true. So truth equals feeling bad. And we should say the illusion equals feeling bad and truth equals feeling good. So when you're feeling good, you're living in a true perception of reality. And when you're feeling bad, you're living in the illusion of reality. So you can know that if you want to feel better, then you have to seek the truth or look at things from the higher perspective and understand that it's all good and right, and it's all working out. When you're in fear and you want to control things, that's the illusion, and that will never feel good. When you're efforting and struggling towards trying to make something happen that you think will bring you feelings that will feel better, well, you're living in the illusion and that will never feel good. And even if you manifest that outcome, it still won't change how you feel because the feeling creates the reality. The feeling creates the reality. And all you're ever doing is feeling something. So would you prefer to feel good or would you prefer to feel bad? 
And we know that you wouldn't prefer to feel bad. Maybe you're used to feeling bad, but you wouldn't prefer it if given the choice, you would always prefer to feel good. And so that good feeling is guiding you towards becoming who you truly are. It is the truth of who you are. So follow the good feelings, follow the fun times, follow the inspiration. Always think about things from this perspective that you're here on a, on a eternal journey of self-discovery. You're going to go towards love, kicking and screaming if you want, or enjoy if you want. You're going to be drawn towards more love, more appreciation, more gratitude, more clarity, and that will feel good. But of course, you want to hold on to your limitations because you think your limitations keep you safe. They do not. They just keep you limited. And since you're a limitless being, that's the truth of who you are, you can't really stay limited because you will always be moved towards limitlessness. You'll always be moved towards freedom and abundance. You'll always be moved towards that which you fear so that you can understand that that which you fear is the illusion. If you can embrace that which you fear, and if you can move towards it and throw it to the other side, you'll turn around and notice that there was nothing ever to fear. It was only a perception of yourself as a victim that was never true. The truth is you're the creator of your reality. Well, you can't really understand that to be true yet because you haven't acted on enough inspiration. But if you receive enough inspiration, you take enough action, you'll get little bits of clarity. And those little bits of clarity will be stacked on top of each other to form confidence. And this confidence will build a momentum towards more clarity and more love and more connection and more abundance and more freedom and more of everything you truly want. What you think you want is often based in lack. What you truly want is based in this journey of self-discovery, discovering who you are, discovering that you are the creator and not the victim, and realizing that the entire reality is you, not just this individual who's perceiving it, but the entire reality, all the people, all the places, all the concepts, all the things, all of that is you, and your relationship to each of those things is you as well. And so when you can relate to something that you thought was wrong or bad and see it from a higher perspective and add love to it by accepting it, well, then you raise your vibration. In essence, you raise your perception of yourself, and then your reality conforms to this new perception of yourself. So your vibration is a communication of who you think you are to the universe. When you elevate that conception of yourself, then you attract a new reality that feels good. This is what you want is to feel good. And with that, we'd like to talk to you about anything you'd like to talk about. Who would like to start? Well, I'll go. Excellent. You, you'd said something um, there that would kind of touched on something you had said a couple of lives ago, which is we're talking about the idea like if you really knew how it was going to end up, you wouldn't, you really wouldn't worry. So the previous time you had said, you know, if you knew that in 15 years, you were going to win a hundred million dollars. How would you feel between then now and then you would know that you could feel good the entire time because you knew all your needs were met. You're going to be taken care of. You just touched that on again. And I think that's really key for me to kind of understanding how to hold a perspective to really hold it in your, in your spirit. When, when you know, good is coming. Can you talk about that a little more? The law of attraction is bringing you, and all humanity from the illusion of victimhood to the knowing that each of you is the creator of your reality. Each of you is love. You don't know that, but that's the journey from the illusion of fear to the truth of love. You will arrive there no matter what at some point, and you will get closer tomorrow than you are today. You are going to get closer in five years than you are today. And when you go along with this idea that you're the creator of your reality and that every experience that you are having is either aligned with this version of you of who you truly are, or it's the manifestation event pointing out a limiting belief that's preventing you from moving along your journey effectively. If you can give up needing anything to be a certain way, if you can give up how you think the ideal should be and understand the only thing that really matters to you is feeling good. And that is love. Love feels good. And you are love. So you should feel good if you are in love. Doesn't that make sense? Now, you will come to this realization of who you are at some point. 
And once you have that realization, you'll look back on this life and every other life you've ever had, and you'll say, why did I ever worry? Why was I ever upset? Why did I ever need to control anything? Why did I ever think that I made a mistake or a wrong turn or a bad choice along the way? So if you say, I need this ideal to manifest in my life for me to feel good, then you must judge every choice you make. You must criticize every decision. You must say, well, this course of action will lead me to this ideal. And this thing that's happening is preventing me from getting to the ideal. So when you have this inspiration and then you say, well, it's going to give get me to this ideal of what I think I want, you'll act. And when it doesn't seem like that inspiration will lead you to your ideal, you won't act. But what if your ideal is just to feel good? What if your ideal is to realize that you're going to figure out who you are at some point? And when you figure that out, you're going to feel really good and you're going to realize that nothing else ever mattered and that there's nothing ever to fear and nothing ever to worry about. And all that fear and doubt and anxiety and worry and regret and resentment was all a waste of time. Well, you're going to know that for sure when you transition to the non-physical. You'll probably know that on your deathbed. You'll probably realize on your deathbed that all that worry meant nothing, that all that, you know, things you were trying to do to stay alive longer didn't really help or do anything. You're going to realize that all you ever had to do was feel good. So what feels good? Well, it doesn't feel good to regret or resent the past. It doesn't feel good to worry about the future. So maybe you can give that up. It doesn't feel good to live in fear. So that which you fear, you can either face or you can look at from another perspective, or you can process a limiting belief. All of these things you can do right now to feel good. How do you feel in your body? Does that feel good? Well, maybe you can meditate. Maybe you can get more sleep. Maybe you can eat something differently or exercise or spend time in nature or surround yourself with people that you love, that you can express your love to. And don't worry about those who are are probably not going to change or probably not going to see things your way or probably living in fear themselves. Maybe you can accept them. Does acceptance feel better than resistance? Certainly. Do you think that by accepting them, you're giving up any possibility of changing them? Well, you couldn't change them anyway because you can't control anything. All that desire to change and control is based in fear and it's ineffective. It will not work. You've had enough experience that it won't work. Do you have to worry about your finances? Well, if you get hit by a bus tomorrow, what good has it been doing to worry about your finances up to this point? Why not live fully today and let the universe take care of things? Well, you don't believe that's possible. You say, I have to be responsible. I have to pay my bills. I have to save money. I have to save for the future. I have to put the kids through school. I have to do all these things, all these responsibilities. I got to pay for the car payment and the house and all these things and all the stuff that I need to do. I can't just focus on feeling good. I have to take care of business. And we say, well, maybe you can't switch things up all together, all at once, right in the moment. But maybe you can think, what could I do right now that feels a little bit better? I could take a walk. I could go watch an inspiring movie. I could listen to my favorite music. I can do a lot of things right now that feel good. I don't have to effort and struggle every minute of the day. What if I could meditate and then receive inspiration? In fact, what if I could ask the universe for an inspiring idea? I could then act on that idea, even though I don't know where it's going to lead. I can do all these things that will make me feel good. But I can do one thing above all. I can understand that I'm the creator of my reality and that things are getting better and better and better. And everything is leading me on this journey of self-discovery. And manifestation events will come to point out limiting beliefs. But if I don't overreact to those manifestation events by trying to control them or protect myself from the negative emotion, well, then I can just see that maybe it's just pointing out a limiting belief. Maybe it doesn't mean anything about me. Maybe it doesn't mean that I'm not going to get what I want. Maybe it only means that I might not necessarily get what I think I want. And what I think I want was always based in lack or limitation of some sort anyway. So what if I just held on instead of this ideal of how my life is supposed to be, and just looked at it, well, I know I'm going on this journey of self-discovery. I know that I'm the creator of my reality. I don't know what all that means or who I truly am yet, but I know that I'm going on that journey. And that's a spiritual journey. I seem to be doing pretty well because I'm 
meditating. I'm listening to this information. I'm doing these courses. I'm doing all these things and they're all enjoyable. And isn't it interesting that everything I do that's enjoyable, that feels good, moves me along this journey of self-discovery even more effectively. So what if I gave up the ideal, I gave up any notion of resentment or regret in the past, and I stopped worrying because I have faith that my inner self will guide me to all the experiences that I need. And if I don't need those experiences, they won't come. So I have nothing to fear at all. And I'm going to hold this vision of me as this powerful being of limitless eternality, magnificence, this being of love that I am. And I'm going to hold that perception of myself. That's a very high perception of myself. And I know that if I'm holding this perception of myself, well, then my vibration is raised because my vibration is simply how I perceive myself. Now, certainly from time to time, things are going to come up that I don't like, that I think are wrong. Why do I think they're wrong? Well, because there's something in there that I fear. Oh, there's something in that thing I think is wrong that I fear. And I know the fear is an illusion. So what if I connected more instead of ran away from that thing I fear? What if I turned a new leaf or turned my attention in a different way and shined a, a, a light of love on that thing I feared? What if I explored that a little bit more and connected to it? I would realize there's nothing to fear. All my fears would dissipate. And so most humans are living in this limited life, hiding from that which they fear or that which they think is wrong or bad. And they're holding on to an ideal of how they think their life should be. So they're running away from what they think is wrong. They're holding on to an ideal that's based in limitation and lack. And they are not listening to their inner voice, their inner wisdom. They're listening to outside voices telling them what they should be doing. They're, They're being good or being inauthentic just to get a modicum of love and appreciation from those around them, but they're not being authentic. And so they're not really living the life they intended to live. So there's some inner conflict there and negative emotion through manifestation events will always pop up to show them their limiting beliefs. What if you approached life in a different way? What if you absolutely knew and had faith that the system of physical reality is moving you out of the illusion to the truth. And the truth of you is that you're a being of love and that you want more than anything else, that your pre-birth intention, your true desire is to discover who you are and connect with every other aspect of your life in love. If you could do that, you'd feel good and there'd be nothing to worry about. All the money would flow that you need. All the freedom would come as you need it. You would be limitless. You would have all the inspiration and you can ask for inspiration at any time you like for any subject and it will come to you. So now your new approach to life is one of being in alignment, feeling good, receiving inspiration, noticing the fear that pops up, pushing past the fear, taking some small action in love and joy to expand to a new level of conscious awareness, one step closer to understanding who you truly are. Does that life sound like a lot more fun than the old approach to life? Certainly does. Thank you for that. Excellent. Barbara. Hi, Joshua. Um, I have a question for you about interconnectedness. I really want to understand this. So back in June, when I first met you and started the alignment course, I talked to you about my son with addiction and mental health issues. And you told me that I had to get stop judging and get to a point of acceptance and that it would take a lot of courage and faith. You were absolutely right about that. Over the course of the next six months, he got worse and worse and kept challenging my acceptance. And I kept doing the work and I kept saying, okay, I'm accepting now. But I knew I wasn't because I kept wanting him to change. I didn't want him to live the way he was choosing to live. And then finally over Christmas, it got so bad and something just shifted in me. And I thought, all right, I love you. If this is what you want, I'm giving up all resistance. And Joshua, almost overnight, he changed. He let go of most of his behaviors. He changed his life. He got a great job. So How does it work? Did my change and shift in my perspective, my acceptance, 
shift his reality too. I know I felt better. I felt relief. I just felt love really, but he changed too. So did I shift him? How does that work? Can you create in the life of anyone else? I don't think so, but can anyone else create in your reality? No, no. Those that is the primary law of this reality is it's your reality. You are the one who creates your reality. Okay. So it seems like you have a reality and your son has a reality and your husband has a reality and all these other people have a reality, but you're all interconnected in it. Now you can't see how you're interconnected because you're only perceiving a tiny, tiny fraction of what's really happening here. So we come along and we give you this little nugget that says everything is right. There's no wrong in the universe. This fractures open your entire reality. This splits it wide apart. This is the seed from which your understanding of yourself will grow. Okay. You can fertilize that seed and water it and give it some sunshine, or you can keep it under the ground. You can say that's nonsense and that's ridiculous. And there's definitely things that are right and wrong, but you've chosen to fertilize that seed. And when we say there is no wrong anywhere in the universe, we're including everything that's in your reality. So if you're struggling with something and you want it to be different than it is, you think it's wrong. But it can't be wrong because there is no wrong. So then you have to look at it like, I want this to be different. Why do I want it to be different? Because it would make me feel different. Well, it cannot create your reality. Your son cannot do anything to make you feel different. You have to choose a perception. And so you say, well, I need to perceive him as bad and wrong. Otherwise, I can't control him or fix him. But you can't control or fix anything because that's not your reality. Your reality is a relationship, how you perceive him. That's the only thing you have control over because that's your reality. So you're interconnected between your reality and his reality only in your perception of him from your perspective. You're the mother, you have these ideals that you want, and you say, okay, you know what I want for him? I want him to be sober, have a good job, have a family and children, have a house, have a car, have a mortgage, have bills, and be completely limited like I and everyone else is. That's my ideal for him. Well, he has his exploration, and his exploration could be influenced by you, but cannot be controlled by you. And you wouldn't want to control his exploration because you don't understand what that truly is. Now, for the non-physical, you absolutely know what he's here to explore. You absolutely can say, oh, yeah, that's going to be exciting life. Come in as my son, and then you can explore totally different alternative kind of lifestyle and you can play with drugs and you can totally perceive yourself as a victim. And I will absolutely support you in that. I will make sure that I raise you and give you enough limiting beliefs so that you can go off and explore who you're not the inauthentic version of yourself for time being. From your non-physical perspective, you said, well, I'm going to do this in joy. I'm going to marvel and all the suffering he's going through as he explores the inauthentic version of himself. Because obviously, if anyone's exploring the inauthentic version of himself, they're going to suffer because it's not true. They're going to feel negative emotion. And so they're going to try things. They may try religion. They may try sex. They may try drugs. They might try adventures. They might try travel. They may try all kinds of different things. It doesn't matter what he tries because... No matter what he does, it's not going to meet up to your ideal. Your ideal is the standard Western society of what's good. Get an education, get a job, get a mortgage, get a car, get a family, get bills. Do this for 40 years, then play golf for a couple of years and die. That's what you want for him. But that comes from a limited perspective, you see? And the only reason you would ever, ever, ever want that from this limited perspective is because as you view him as wrong you're going to receive negative emotion as guidance from your inner self. And you can't stand the negative emotion. But it goes even deeper than this because you chose to come in together. And he says, I will be this and you will be this. And you are going to learn acceptance through me. 
and I am not going to quit until you accept. And this is going to cause you to find Joshua and find law of attraction and find all these things. And you're going to struggle and struggle and struggle because you're going to think that law of attraction is going to help you control your life better. And so you're going to think positive thoughts and think acceptance and think all this stuff. And it's not going to change. He's not going to change until when? Until I gave up all resistance and just loved him. And then he said, our agreement is fulfilled. It's so simple. <laughs> but not as easy. A mom, as a mom, it's really takes a lot of courage. <laughs> and you have come on now in front of all these people. And you have come to explain something so eloquently that anyone else in any other situation that's similar to this can have a little bit of inspiration here that maybe, maybe acceptance is the key. Thank you so much, Joshua. Excellent. Who's I have next? A question? Yes. I have a question. Kate. Oh, oh. <laughs> Hey, so Joshua, I'm curious about psychics and people with psychic abilities and be able to channel things. So, like you. <laughs> so I asked, I was talking to someone about someone and I, and she like gave an opinion about something going on in my life. Like, yeah, it's not going to work out. And I didn't like that, what she heard. And then I was like, am I giving her the power to manipulate my life? Because how do I know what she's saying is actually trip? You ask your inner self. You are your own leader and teacher. You have access to all the information you ever need to know about you and your life. It's all there for you. Your inner self is always guiding you. You've Have you ever gone a day without feeling an emotion? Too many emotions. <laughs> exactly. So that's that's how you know your inner self is with you. You'll never experience anything without feeling some emotion either good, bad, or whatever on that scale. So you know your inner self is guiding you because you feel emotions. And you know that you really want to follow that guidance because you're highly emotionally sensitive. So you know when you're feeling good or feeling bad. You know when you receive positive or negative emotion. You know for sure. This is how you know you're absolutely connected to your inner self. Beyond that, you can communicate with your inner self. You can directly communicate. You can do some free writing. You can have take some time in meditation and ask questions, and you will get answers back. Now, you don't trust it all the time. You think, oh, those are just my thoughts, just making this up. How would I know anything more? But every human has this ability to communicate with their inner self. It helps if you meditate. It helps if you realize which thoughts are resistant and which thoughts are based in love. The thoughts based in love are communications from your inner self. You can receive intuition. You can know when something's on or off. You can know when something is going to happen to a friend. If you pursue your powers and abilities of this direct communication through your inner senses, all of this is available to you. But most humans are unaware of this because they're not really paying attention to their thoughts. They think that thoughts are just manufactured in their head and all their thoughts are their own. They're not really understanding that they're either connected to a stream of consciousness and fear or they connect to a stream of consciousness and love. The stream of consciousness and fear will be all the thoughts humans have thought for millennia. All the thoughts and fear. All the urges to change conditions. And so if you are with a friend and you're perceiving your friend is not doing well, well then which stream of consciousness are you in? You're in the consciousness of fear. And so you might receive an urge to tell them what to do, to give them some unwanted advice. You see? Because how your friend is doing causes you to feel negative emotion because you perceive your friend is not doing well. That's the illusion. And your inner self is sending you the message through emotion that you are perceiving the illusion. And when you're, when you're in that illusion, you're in that consciousness of fear. So those are all the thoughts that come to you. So your inner self is constantly guiding you out of that consciousness of fear and into the consciousness of love through your emotions. If you feel bad, you're in the consciousness of fear, perceiving the illusion. And if you feel good, you're in the consciousness of love, perceiving the truth. In that consciousness, all the thoughts that come to you are inspired. They're all for your benefit. And they will always lead you 
more along your journey of self-discovery. So now sometimes that'll lead you right into a manifestation event because there's a limiting belief there that's sort of stuck in your vibration and you need to process that before you can get the next inspiration that will allow you to move forward because that limiting belief is limiting you from taking action when you're inspired. So maybe you meet this person and this person says something to you and you take it as an unwanted comment because you're holding on to an ideal and that comment doesn't match the ideal that you have in your mind. You say, if this ideal manifests, then I'll feel good. Well, that's the perception of the victim. The victim is saying the outside conditions can make them feel something. So what is it? Can you share with us what she said? <laughs> sure. I'm dating this guy that I really like. And she's like, he's not the one. So does that mean anything? Possibly. Okay. If you asked your inner self the same question, what do you think would come up? Ask your inner self now. Is this the one? Do you get a yes or a no? I get a yes, and then I get a I don't know, and then I, it's all it's all confused. Excellent. So when you're asking something from a limited perspective, you're having an attachment. You really like them. You're hoping things work out. And so that's your ideal. Anything yeah. that contradicts that ideal is going to cause you to feel negative emotion because it seems as if you're not going to be able to reach your ideal or manifest that ideal. When you let go of the ideal and ask the question, is he right for me today? Yes or no? He is. And there's something around it, this though. It's like all my old patterns in relating are, are throwing, they're being thrown up in my face. Like I'm, I'm like, he's going to leave me. He's, you know, all these like victim stuff. And it's, I know that all the turmoil I'm going through is my stuff and I'm wanting him to change. So I, I feel different. And, and this is where the struggle is, is I don't, I don't know how to get rid of these limiting beliefs. They keep popping up. I keep thinking I'm moving away, but they're like, hello. Good. So you have an ideal. The ideal is that he never leaves you. He will leave me. Oh, that he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Your ideal, right? Yeah. And your limiting belief is that if I don't get this ideal, I'll be feeling negative emotion. So the ideal is all this thing that's happening in the future. Now, imagine if there was someone else coming, someone else that was going to be the love of your life. Just imagine it. And that you had to go through this relationship with this person first to clear out all your limiting beliefs before you could be ready vibrationally for the one that would be the love of your life. Would you want this guy to be there for the rest of your life, thereby never meeting the next guy who would be the love of your life? No. So you're trying to control this relationship, but you don't know what you truly want. You don't know how it's going to work out. You have an ideal, but that ideal is coming from the limited perspective that you are now. As you go in this relationship in authenticity with the person that's in your life now saying, I'm going to be exactly who I am in this relationship with you. I have no attachment to an ideal because I don't know if you're the one or if there's going to be someone else who's the one. I'm going to have fun with you today and be as fun and authentic as I can. I'm going to accept you absolutely as you are without asking you to be any different. And if it's fun, great. And if it's not fun, okay. Then we'll move on. Then I'll be ready. Well, the not fun part is my wanting it to be a certain way. Because you have an ideal, but your ideal is based in an illusion. The illusion says that this one guy has to be everything for you to be happy. The reality is you can be happy as you are now with or without anyone else in your life. The other person coming to your life cannot make you happy or sad. They cannot make you anything. They are just an accompaniment to how good you feel. So if you're feeling good, a good feeling person comes along. But if you try to have an attachment, and you can see this, people fall in love. Why do they fall in love? Because there's no attachment to an outcome. They think everything is good. They are looking at, them, at each other from the higher perspective. There is nothing to fear because there's no relationship that's been established yet. It's new. It's fun. It's interesting. It's enjoyable. Once there's an attachment to an outcome, i.e. relationship, then all of a sudden the fear enters. 
What happens if the outcome doesn't work out? What happens if we break up? What happens if this happens or that happens? Blah, 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 blah. Now there's all this fear in the relationship and you'd become inauthentic and you act on urges to change the conditions. And then you get in fights and arguments and you try to control each other and boom, 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 boom. You're back where you started. You see, isn't it fun how relationships can bring out all this, all these limiting beliefs and all these ideals and all these presuppositions of how you think you should be inauthentic, trying to be something you're not just to get some love and appreciation from someone else. Why don't you just give all that up? Why don't you just not care at all? Go in for feeling good. That's the only thing that matters. What feels good? Let's do this and this and this. That feels good. Oh, should we talk about the future? No, that doesn't feel good. Should we talk about religion and politics? No, that doesn't feel good. Should we talk about money? No, that doesn't feel good. Should we talk about the fun things that we like to do together in the moment? Yes, that feels good. Should we talk about taking a trip three months from now? No, that doesn't feel good. There's this ideal that is attachment to an outcome that we have to think settle on. How about next weekend? Sure, that feels better. What can we do to feel good now? What can we do to maintain this feeling good state of being? How can we just drop all these all these desires for things to be different than they are and just accept how they're going right now. Why do we have to focus on the future? Why, why would you focus on the future? Because you think a certain thing has to turn out a certain way. You think you need a certain monicum of security. You think, why invest yourself if you're going to get heartbroken? Well, that is up to you. There's no need for you to get heartbroken. You could only get heartbroken if you are attached to an ideal. I am worthy if this person loves me and never leaves me. And if you have that ideal, well, you're going to have a great bit of insecurity because as long as it looks like it's going towards that ideal, he's opening the door for you. He's bringing you flowers and candy. He's taking you out on dates. He's telling you how much he loves you and how pretty you are and all these things. Okay. It seems like you're getting your ideal. You can have some security that your ideal is going to manifest. The moment you perceive that he might not be working out, he might forget to call you, he might forget to open the door for you, he might have something else to do, boom, negative emotion because you're perceiving the illusion. And then you're in the stream of consciousness of fear and you receive urges to control the conditions and you text him, why didn't you call me? Why didn't you call me? Where are you? Where are you? hundreds of times. And he's like, what? What's going on here? He has no idea. He has no idea what he did because he is not aware of the ideal that you're attached to. He has no idea what that is. He's attached to a completely different ideal. And so can't you see how when two people are attached to different ideals and it seems like it's working out, then they're having fun. They're having fun in those times it seems like it's working out. In every other time where it seems like it's not going to work out and you have different opposing ideals here, ideals, well, then you're going to feel fear. And then you're going to act on urges to change each other. And because that's in conflict for how the system is and why you're here and what you're doing and who you truly are, it's always going to feel bad. And in order to get out of feeling bad, you're going to want to control more because you're perceiving that you're not the creator of this relationship, you're the victim to it. You created the relationship by becoming a vibrational match to someone else at your level of perception of yourself. You perceive yourself in a certain way as worthy of a relationship. You attract another person who perceives them at the exact same level of worthiness themselves. If you perceive yourself as a victim, always getting tossed around or hurt or damaged by other people, well, then that's the kind of person you're going to attract. Makes sense, right? But if you perceive yourself as absolutely worthy of the most magnificent, elegant, satisfying relationship because you are love and you are just going to be authentic, and you are never going to get triggered. You're never going to hold on to an ideal. You're never going to change the other person. You're never going to let them change you. That would be ridiculous. You're going to attract that person. But there's a caveat, because that person is going to be such a high vibration 
that they're not going to offer you zero security. Zero security. They will be with you today and you will never know where they're going to be tomorrow. And the only way to be with that person at that high of a level is to know explicitly that it doesn't matter who you're with. You're just going to feel good. And the other person cannot make you feel good or bad. That part is up to you. (laughs) Would it be better if you could just find someone in high school, be married, and stick with the same person for your entire life? Wouldn't that be great? Well, would that be yeah, the most there's a relationship that you world. can like like fight and get back together, like work it out and do the hard stuff and why would you ever stuff. fight? Why would you ever fight? Because, because you have we're fear. Not, we're not a hundred percent evolved. You would fight only because there's some fear. Fear of rejection, fear of loss. Granted, fear is there, but you only fight when you act on an urge that's created from that fear. So you have a choice. You can f- you can perceive an illusion's happening. He's not treating me well, or he's not caring, or he's not going to commit. You can perceive that illusion, that that means anything. That's fine. And you can feel the negative emotion. But then comes the urge to control. If you act on that urge, you're going to add fear into this relationship, and you will separate. Adding fear into a relationship by acting on the urge separates you from him and what you truly want. You might have the urge to change yourself. You might have the urge to try and tell him what your needs are or tell him what your boundaries are or tell him what he has to do to make you feel loved. That's an urge to change the kitchen. Now, the same thing could happen when you're inspired. You could be inspired to tell him what your favorite perfume is. You could be inspired to tell them what your favorite restaurant is. That's not trying to control anything. That's the inspiration to share something about you in an authentic way in love. When you act in fear on an urge to control or change the conditions, you are separating. When you act on inspiration, expressing love, you are connecting. You want to connect. You don't want to separate. Now, imagine this. You stay neutral. You accept him as he is. You be authentic. You have a fun relationship, and then he leaves you. At that point, you say, oh, my God, I cannot wait to see what's around the corner. If he left for a reason, and I did so well in this relationship, I can't imagine the next person. It's going to be at an even higher level. You always say to yourself that things are getting better and better and better, and everything's working out to bring you what you truly want, not what you think you want. What you think you want is all based in fear. What you truly want is based on your pre-birth intentions to express your love, live in joy, satisfaction, freedom, and abundance. That's what you truly want. And as long as that's happening, it doesn't matter who's there because someone will have to come to share your joy with you. And you want someone at your level. As you're raising your vibration, they're either going to come along in acceptance because who wouldn't want to be accepted? No one gets accepted. But here's your opportunity to absolutely accept someone as they are without needing them to be different as in any way. If you have the slightest thought that he should be different, instead of addressing him, you address your limiting beliefs. Imagine the power in that. And you say, oh, I just have a limiting belief here. Let's look at what that is. Oh, I just think he he should be different. Why? Because, oh, I guess that would make me feel more secure in this relationship. I don't need that. I need to look at that limiting belief and know that I'm always secure because I'm the creator of this relationship. And if this one goes, there'll be another one. Who cares? That's the level that you want to get at because that is aligned with who you truly are. Everything else is aligned with the victim, which is not true. And that's why you feel negative emotion. Thank you. Excellent. Who's next? I have a I have a question. Yes. Um, I've been working with Jessica on limiting beliefs about loss and safety lately and learning to accept that when loved ones transition, it's perfect. It's what they wanted, what it was meant to be. And yet the other day I was listening to a podcast talking about guardian angels and how we need to ask our guardian angels to protect us. But isn't that implying that there's something to fear then? Well, that conversation might have been for a different crowd. 
I might wanted, have been a crowd it, who probably I thought didn't it was know. our crowd, but I think not. I couldn't make it work. <laughs> probably a crowd who perceives themselves as victims. And this is 99.9% .9 of the population. Okay. So everyone's moving from this idea of themselves as victims, thinking that they can get hurt, they can lose or suffer loss. Like, imagine that this perception that is rampant in your society, that when someone dies, they're lost. But then you return to the non-physical and there they are. And you know this for certain because you've watched enough near-death experiences and you've had enough channels talking about this. You know that there is no loss. There is no separation. The physical representation of that non-physical person that they are transitions from this life to the next life. They never die. There is no death experience. No one has ever died. They've just gone from life to life. So they go from the physical life to a non-physical life. They go from this dream of physical reality, this illusion of physical reality, into the truth of the non-physical, where they understand everything and are totally connected and are with you and their loved ones and all together. Now, if you knew this as a physical being, you would be able to sense them and to feel them and to talk to them and to, to be with them. And there are many examples of people who are doing this. There are many examples of people who are building stronger connections with loved ones who have transitioned than they had when they were alive. Now, why would this be? Well, the loved one who is alive is the physical representation of their non-physical self, but with fear, but with limiting beliefs. When they transition, guess what stays behind? The body, the fear, and the limiting beliefs. They decompose. What transitions is the authentic being. And that authentic being is exactly the essence of the physical being, but without the fear. And so they are with you. They communicate. And if you're open to it, then you will be able to converse and be guided and share wonderful things and dreams and all kinds of things happen. But guess what happens with most physical humans? They suffer loss. So they're in a consciousness of fear. Well, the loved one's never going to be in that consciousness of fear because they're in the consciousness of love. So the, lo so the, the remaining human must reconcile this loss and say it was never a loss. And so those who are able to, to put the grief in perspective, they'll feel grief, of course. They'll feel the physical loss, the touch, that sort of thing. The, they'll miss that. But then when they get back into alignment, they're going to discover a whole other side of that person that they didn't know before. And that's going to be as much fun as being with the other person when they were alive. So there's so much there to be found, but you have to be in alignment. You have to feel good. So everything comes from feeling good. And there's nothing to be protected from, right? If we're not there's nothing to fear. <laughs> Imagine that you're the sun. What would you fear? You just shine your light on everyone. You just beam love to everyone. And when it's over, you transition to the non-physical. So there's nothing to fear. Only thing to fear is the illusion of fear. So fear itself is the only thing to fear. But fear is an illusion. So you can hide out from everything you fear and believe it's true and, and abide by it and live a limited life if you like. Or you can look at things from a different perspective. And you say, oh, I don't, I don't think this is good. I think it's bad. I think it's wrong. Now, why would I think it's wrong? If there is no wrong in the universe, this can't be the only thing that's wrong. There is no wrong. So why am I thinking it's wrong? What's my perspective? What's my limiting belief here? Well, I think that if that thing happened to me, it would be horrible. Well, you don't know that for sure. You, first of all, don't know that it's going to happen to you. And secondly, you, we can promise you if it does happen to you, it'll be the greatest thing that ever happened. A lot of people who have some kind of trauma in their life, like Gary when he lost his money or people who go through cancer and recover, whatever these things are, they're coming to show, to cause a shift in their perception, a shift of their reality. And when you've gone through the thing that you fear, when you're on the other side, you look back, you say, not only was there nothing to fear, but that was the best thing that ever happened to me because now I see things clearly. 
And what I want is clarity. And this is everything you truly want. So there is literally nothing to fear. There's nothing to protect yourself from. If something is going to happen to you, it's always, always for you. So if everything's going to happen that's for you, if you're going to get a bill in the mail unexpectedly that you that your taxes just went up by $10,000, guess what? That's for you. If you moan and complain and think it's happening to you, you're living life as a victim. You're going to feel negative emotion. You're going to receive an urge to change the condition. If you act on the urge, it's going to spiral you into a detour to explore more inauthenticity. It's not going to feel good, but you're going to come away from it with the realization that, oh, I could handle that. That was nothing to fear. Because when this happened, I can see that I found this limiting belief and I realized I had this issue with money and I, this issue with government and these things here. And once I gave it up and accepted it, then I was, received the inspiration to do something fun and enjoyable that suddenly led to all the money that I needed to pay this bill. You see? This is what we're talking about in your mental construct. The mental construct is a block of granite that says, I am the victim. In that block of granite is the truth of who you are. I am the creator. As you process limiting beliefs and look at things from the higher perspective, you chisel away the outside of that block of granite to reveal the beautiful, colorful, perfect circle of who you truly are in the middle. This is what this experience of life is. This is what expansiveness is. And you do it through acceptance. The integration of every aspect of your reality through a cord of love will raise your vibration so that you can see that it's all love anyway, and that was nothing to fear. This entire reality is love. The entire reality of the non-physical is love. The entire universe is love. Fear is that which seems like it's not love, but it's the illusion. And so when you can see through all that, it becomes very clear that there is nothing to fear. And with that, we are complete. Thank you. Thank that was you great. so much. That was Thank wonderful. You. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode all about feeling good. Feeling good is the basis for everything because when we're feeling good, we're in alignment and we're seeing things as going right and everything's working out perfectly. And in that state, we receive inspiration and it's the inspiration that moves us to the next level. If you'd like to join us in the next alignment course, we're starting on Monday. There'll be people all over the world doing this all at the same time. We have four calls every week. There's a daily spiritual practice, meditations, lots of assignments and tasks and little things that you do. It's quite an experience. And I think that you should check that out by going to the website at theteachingsofjoshua.com. Click on the Ascension Experience at the top and read all about the alignment course. If you have any questions for me, please send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com, and I'll be happy to answer any questions you have. Well, until next time, thanks for being here, and we'll see you later. Bye.